Well, welcome everybody to Dropping Keys, conversations and insights about life, leadership, love, and whatever else we get into. I'm Joel Morgan, your host, and I'm the head of Key Exploration. I'm a professional coach, facilitator, and inspirational speaker who moves people and organizations forward by focusing on leadership, mindset, and self-mastery. What you're listening to now is an A volume, an extension of the previous conversation where I dive deeper into one or more of the keys dropped. In this case, a compliment to volume 23, my conversation with Aiden Key. This is volume 23A. But let me back up just a moment. Dropping Keys is the title of a poem by Hafez, a 14th century mystic and poet, and it's where this podcast always begins. The small man builds cages for everyone he knows, while the sage, who has to duck his head when the moon is low, keeps dropping keys all night long for the beautiful, rowdy prisoners. If you have yet to listen to Volume 23, of course, I invite you to engage in the conversation that I had with Aiden. These conversations take on a, a bigger life when I hear them again, and I'm so grateful for my conversation partners and would love for you to recommend more of them to me. So if you have someone in mind that you think would be a great conversation partner for Dropping Keys, drop me an email at joel at joelmorgan.com. And if you love this podcast, would you please give it some love by going to joelmorgan.com backslash pay, or Venmo me at Zeke, Z-E-K-E dash flies, F-L-I-E-S, and help to support the production of this podcast without commercials. Except this one, of course. Now, maybe you've had this experience. You go to a gathering of people that you don't know well, and you're immediately drawn to someone you've never met before. Maybe you're physically attracted, or maybe not, but something about them just connects you. As you talk, you find yourself really being drawn in. You face them directory. You're leaning in. You want to know more. Go deeper. Now, the event goes on, and you find yourself in another person's presence. You're uncomfortable, gripping your drink a little tighter, turning your body away at a 45-degree angle. They haven't said much, and neither have you, but you're getting that feeling of, stay away! You can't wait for an excuse to bolt. Now, there are many explanations for these seemingly random connections and aversions, A lot of people will talk about our aura or our magnetic field or our heart-mind connection, all these sorts of things that seem to have us resonate with people or not. And today we have many more reasons for aversion, it seems. We all know stories of families since 2016 who can no longer talk about politics or current events when they're together. The hostile rhetoric and divisiveness has grown, it seems, exponentially. I hear people use the shorthand of, well, you know, they're, insert your political or cultural stereotype here, so I can't talk to them. And then, of course, there's just the shorthand of, well, you know, cancel culture. How often have I been in a place where I shut down, I shut off, and no input was getting in, no matter how well-intentioned or or well-phrased that language might have been coming my way or the conversation was was being had something in me was just shut down i was i had all defenses up and shields on full power so in my conversation with aiden key 
who has spent their life writing, speaking, and teaching on the divisive subject of being transgender and what that means for our culture and for our world and for our children and our families. I was uplifted when Aiden encouraged us to receptivity. Be open, Aiden said, to the person in front of you and do that one person at a time. Aiden Key came on my radar through um, a podcast conversation partner and now good friend, Heather Harmon. As way of introduction, she told me a story. She was at an event where Aiden was presenting. There was a man at the event who was very confrontive, physically kind of big and maybe a little bit scary, and maybe he was showing up as angry a bit. Heather was concerned. But Aiden didn't react to the confrontation. Aiden responded to the man's questions and posited a few back to him. At the end of the event, Heather said, Aiden and this man were having a further productive conversation. Now, maybe this other man's mind hadn't been changed on the subject, but he and Aiden were engaging together, being receptive to one another. And so Aiden saying, practice receptivity, be open, isn't just words on the wind or some sort of fake encouragement. He backs it up with presence and action. It's impressive. As I mentioned earlier, some people in situations can shut us down, bring up our shields and have us crawling inside the safe space of our minds. We come away from those interactions numb and confused. Safe, perhaps, but drained and dazed even. Maybe we disagreed with someone we wish we wouldn't have. Perhaps the conversation turned and once we became fearful, we attacked and fled the scene. You know, not physically, maybe, but mentally. They're just stupid. What a bonehead. We discount and dehumanize the other because our defenses drove us to the danger zone. With our wizard brain constantly scanning for danger and trouble, being open, being receptive is a tremendous shift in perspective. I mean, what would it mean to be open to the person in front of us? One person at a time. Now, now, stop for a second. I'm not saying that someone needs to stand in the face of physical danger and try to make nice. Let's get that off the table. I'm really just talking about those, those regular interactions with folks that maybe are different than us, maybe have a different opinion than us, that make us want to shut down. How do we encourage ourselves to stay in challenging conversations or confusing situations without shutting down or without shutting the other person down? How would our experience change if we embraced receptivity? Well, what is it anyway? I, had to, I sort of had to look it up. I mean, I had an idea in my mind, of course, but, but what is it anyway? It's, it's the ability to receive or take in. The ability to receive or take in. Well, damn. I mean, I know most, most of us have a hard time accepting a thank you or even a heartfelt gift from a friend. We're, we're, we're all already thinking, oh my gosh, how am I going to uh, give this back in return? How am I going to do this? Or, oh, I'm not that good or this is, I'm not that great. We, we can hardly take in what someone gives us that's good and wonderful and affirming, let alone receiving, taking in maybe a criticism or something that's challenging to our way of thinking or perceived threat to our carefully constructed thought world or just our echo chamber bubble. So as I thought about what Aiden was encouraging us to, I thought about 
Well, what does it take to be able to have that kind of openness? To be able to receive, to be able to have receptivity. And I kept coming back to this word self-awareness, of being grounded, of maybe having confidence. You know, not in the way we think of confidence, like being super sure about something, or, 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 but, but more that flexible, less fearful, less reactive, more responsive kind of way of being. I was thinking about it as, you know, the open hand, not the closed fist. It seems like being receptive, being open, comes from a place of, of feeling personally safe, where I trust that whatever I'm receiving isn't such a threat to me that it could kill me or that this person could hurt me. Self-awareness. I, mean, I don't know what Aiden would say, but I think becoming more receptive and open begins with a practice of self-awareness. And that practice starts when we're at home by ourselves. Just being able to look inside of ourselves and think about how is my body responding to whatever this is? Where does my mind go when a certain topic comes up? Well, how do I respond to the voices in my own head? Where is there tightness? And where is there aversion? And then reflecting about, well, are there people that I pull away from or that I'm fearful of or, or that I do have some aversion to being in their presence? To begin thinking about that when you're away from them and to begin opening yourself to that awareness so that you might create a strategy when you're going somewhere or when you're going to be around something that might be more challenging. I mean, it sounds very, you know, touchy-feely, woo-woo, whatever, get self-aware, but Almost every podcast that I've recorded with my conversation partners has included a big piece of just being self-aware, of coming to know ourselves in such a way that we can be open and receptive to the things that happen around us or that we can move forward um, in our lives and take care of ourselves to be grounded, to be self-aware in our bodies, ourselves, to find our way, right? Not with this kind of um, tenacity and veracity of, oh, I've got to go get it, and I'm going to hustle, I'm going to grind, I'm going to make myself better, but just with this open awareness, with presence and purpose, with receptivity. I mean, what becomes possible for you, for us, when we practice an open and receptive self-awareness for the negative voices in our own mind, but how about for the ones that we perceive as negative voices in our lives? Maybe it's a family member. Maybe it's a brother or a sister, an uncle, an aunt. Maybe it's a neighbor. Maybe it's a colleague who just always seems to push our buttons or say things that just really get us going. What what would be possible if we practiced an open and receptive self-awareness for ourselves and for other people? What would our world look like and feel like if we first sought to understand what was going on with people and only afterward to be understood by them? What is possible? What is possible? So I want to encourage you to take Aiden's words to heart about being open and being receptive 
It's not an easy path, a life of self-awareness, to know oneself more deeply. But it does allow us to open up and to come into contact with people in a fuller way, to really experience the fullness of life, to perhaps be in situations where we're being challenged and not just react to them, but as Aidan did in Heather's story about him, to respond carefully and with care, not backing down, but opening up. And so, Aiden, I want to say thank you for being open, for the work that you do, for being receptive to each and every person that comes in your path. And I want to thank you for encouraging me and encouraging us to dare to do the same. Thanks for listening to Volume 23A of Dropping Keys. You can find me at joelmorgan.com or at joelmorgancc on Facebook and Instagram. You can find my book, every single day on my website or Amazon. Drop me a note if this podcast connected with you. May the sage drop the key to unlock the cage in which you find yourself. Until next time, everybody.